This episode of Bulldogs Our Podcast is brought to you by Bulldogs NFT. We are three dumb digs aiming to make a huge difference in the Web3 space. For more information regarding our Bulldogs NFT project, head to our socials, Bulldogs underscore NFT on both Instagram and Twitter, and our website, www.bulldogsnftrange.com. The Wardogs Hour podcast aims to inspire people by sharing real-life experiences and what possibilities we have at our fingertips using our connections, skills and disciplines learned from our time in the military. Let's spin some mad worries and have a laugh. Hi, boys. I have a question for the men. What the fuck do you want? What is it? I can't figure it out. This episode of War Dogs Hour, we're going to highlight the military career of Ben Lowry and also his post-military life. Ben's military career saw him posted to 3RR in 2009, then joined 2549 on the Gold Coast where he served seven years. Since then, he moved to the Sunny Cairns, where he has started Tropic Nutrition and also a free Saturday morning PT session. We all agree that correct nutrition combined with an exercise program leads to improved mental health. Ben is still an active reserve member here today in Cairns. Mate, good afternoon and thank you for accepting our invite to the podcast and secondly, for allowing us to conduct this in your store here in Cairns today, mate. Hey, gents. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming in today. It's, um, it's been good. The last few weeks has been awesome, what I've seen of the, the War Dogs NFT mission. And um, I'm pretty stoked to be on here, to be honest. I, I quite like just first time getting on a podcast. But as I said, I'm, uh, I'm all ears and I'm, I'm ready to chat. So happy days. Yeah, good, mate. Um, I appreciate that. Can I, yeah, just, can I just good. say as well, you're looking very swole. Looking, <laughs> looking very good, mate. And your nice little uh, button-up party shirt. Looks mate, good. Party shirts on Fridays and Saturdays, but as they always say, buys, tries and thighs every day. <laughs> I um, haven't trained buys, tries and thighs in um, years now, mate. Um, uh, Philpy's more over the meat pies, not yeah, the meat pies. They're the only eyes he gets I'll in. give my forearm a bit of workout, yeah. yeah uh, firstly, mate, um, we'll get cracking with the questions, but what has driven or what drove you to join the Green Machine? This is the... The start of the grilling, mate. This is quite funny because uh, I was sitting there in year 11 and as he said, what the hell are you going to do when you're after school? And I think it was the old girl. I'll give credit to the mum. And she said, oh, this is sink or to, you know, you can join the army as a rifleman. I'm like, oh, I've never really played video games or anything, but that sounds pretty good. And I was playing footy at the time and I thought, oh, yeah, it's kind of like an exercise kind of position or a career. So anyway, it was pretty much like that. I just went, let's let's sign up. 18 years old. Um, I was a surfer and foster tongue curry. I had long red hair and uh, they took me straight off on the bus to bloody Kapuka from Newcastle. And um, and I just remember, yeah, the uh, Sarge, don't call me, don't call me Sarge, you're a sergeant. And uh, <laughs> yeah. from then we all remember the, the trips. In we all had the same bloke too. Hundred percent, it is. I can still picture him. We were just talking about yeah, this yeah. earlier. Just a short little, uh, slightly overweight dude with a mustache that just and had bold. an agenda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mate, I think it's the same. Balding one, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. must be the same dude. Yeah, that actually. was um, just... his ceiling rank, and I swear he got off on just screaming at these new recruits. <laughs> yeah. I'll get you. I'll, I'll get learn you, you from the get-go, boy. Yeah, that was it. And I and I guess there from then it, it just cracked on. And I met some really good mates, a few of them Perth and Northern Territory, and and then obviously just went through the motions. And 
And uh, the very vivid ones was, you know, in Singo, you think, oh, right, I've made it for Kapuka, let's go to school of infantry, let's, let's have a good crack here. Yep. But, uh, yeah, they really try and, you know, they, as you know, boys, they, they get the best out of you there. Yeah, yeah school are cool. It's good fun. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a good experience yeah. from, uh, for us other than the um, mass amounts of time in holding platoon. And oh, then, yeah. yeah, we were there for ages, right? And then we got jammed, you know, obviously finished and went to TSP. So yeah. our first year wasn't that exciting, you'd say. It was relatively yeah. boring, but the school of cool I found pretty fun. School of cool, yeah, it was good. I um I ended up getting bloody charged, <laughs> which was uh how you going, but it wasn't even that bad. Tell I, us about it. Come on, we want yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. that now, mate. <laughs> well, I'm sitting there and I'm you like, work. all right, so the family's all home. We're 18 and, and all the girls are on the weekend going, come back to Foster. And I'm like, all right, boys, load up into the car. We're not meant to be driving. Let's park the car at the police station and load up, go to Foster, have a good crack all weekend and drive yep. back. Anyway, long story short, corporal the corporal, um, have you done this? Yeah, yeah. Owning everything. Come on, be up there own. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they threw me in the under the bus for a couple hundred bucks and seven days of roppers Ooh. at Singo. When you used That's to have when they to they get real regimental. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they made you stay they you stay under that guard room. There's a guard room and they put you out there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I remember that, yeah. There's a tree there. And, um, yeah, the best one was, was sweeping the parade ground and, yeah, they, they didn't make me polish the Skippy badge, but I did paint a rock in the rain. Oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Painting a rock in the rain. Yeah, I was like, right, go paint that rock in the rain. I'm like, oh, okay. And then They get creative. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that then, one's been around for years, <laughs> probably centuries now. Though. Yeah. And then you, you um, I don't know, wash a few cars and then you do your about times on the parade ground with your pack and yeah, yeah. whatever. But, anyway, I've learned after that, don't get charged. Yeah, yeah. just I, lie. I like, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't own up to anything. Yeah, never admit to it, yeah. <laughs> Do what you want, just don't get caught. Yeah. I used to yeah, love exactly. when they'd give people ROPs in Darwin, so they'd have to hooch you up outside the guard room. You know, it's 40 degrees and 100% humidity. They're out there getting smashed by mozzies. <laughs> yeah. It was the best. Um, <laughs> mate, what was life like before the military? So give us a small insight, sort of two years leading into the military. Were you a rat bag like the rest of us or...? Mate, literally, I was at school. wasn't too bad at school. I was playing a bit of footy, so yep. I actually I played a bit of first grade footy. So I was like, all right, yeah, rugby league. That's in country New South Wales. Yep. But then, as you said, chasing girls, surfing, wagging a bit of school, um, doing all that. You found know. alcohol. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Found found alcohol. Found yeah, yeah. Uh, grandpa's stash of uh, home brew under the house, which is warm and tastes like Vegemite. Oh. <laughs> so that was the first experience on <laughs> the warm Guinness on the on the beer. And, um, yeah, and that was really it, just kind of surfing and, uh, and playing footy. So I was always kind of active. But, yeah, it, it really appealed to me, I guess, to you know, have a crack at the Defence Force. I didn't really know much about it, to be honest, until you get in there and go, mm. OK, you're part of something now, yeah. which yeah. is pretty good. So you would say that would be the main contributing factor in your joining was sort of um, to get a bit of um, guidance in life or a bit of discipline? Yeah. Life? yeah, I think so. Like it, it turned out that way. I, I was always sporting orientated and, and I, I like teamwork structure. So then I found out that the army is like a big team. So I was like, all right, this is good. And, and it really sharpened me up. So as you know, a bit of a rat bag surfer. And then all of a sudden, I, you know, a few years down the track, I'm like, right, you know, I know how to do a few things here where, uh, you know, where the, where the, uh, the badge on the chest pretty proudly and, yep. you know, you're a rock and roller at 21 where well, you feel like it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, did you contemplate playing um, rugby in the army? Because we all know um, where rugby gets you, like pretty much anything you want when you're a rugby player. One of the best was um, at three. We're only about six months in at three area, and uh, the rugby team, and I, I applied for it, but all the senior digs um, were always getting the spot, and I made it to number 16. So I was on the bench. And so the best was uh, one of our corporals was wanting to do out the back of Holdsworthy. There's these, these creeks and you're running down there and they got your tyres and they're like, right, get in there with your cams and drag this tyre through this creek and, I don't know, up your bloody spine and whatever. Yeah. Um, so I did that a couple of times and I went, oh, hang on, if I can go to footy training, I don't think I have to do this. And I'm like, all yeah. right, Sarge, uh, footy training's on. Yep. Boys, I'll uh, <laughs> better go past the cracking ball for a bit. <laughs> yeah, every Tuesday yeah. morning and Thursday morning. Yeah. Why, why aren't you at first parade? Mate, I'm at footy training. Never played footy in my fucking life. Yeah, duh, yeah, yeah. footy training. What do you think I am, mate? I'm at footy training. <laughs> um, so you've done a considerable amount of time in the reserves now. Um, you're still an active serving member up here. Yep. Um, so what rank are you now? And deployment-wise, mate, um, what have you done for deployments? Like yep. uh, boat trips, was it? Yeah, mate, pretty yep. much just boat trips. But, mate, I'm a good lands piss now, good yep. lands jack. So mm-hmm. of, uh, it took me fucking nine years to get that hook. And I went, right, oh, so that was saying something. I was a heat seeker through the reserves. Just, yeah, you know, countless um, you know, talisman sabres and hamels. So I did a, I did a lot of learning, actually, in the reserves, fair dinkum enough. Like, mm. you get the weekend warriors and you go, right, you know, they kind of like to hook in for that 48 hours, like yeah, yeah, really yeah. no sleep or anything. So I would say that was really good throughout Shellwater Bay and stuff in southeast Queensland. Um, and then I got myself a gig in 2015, uh, TSE, yep. which is your, um, your op resolute. But... Mate, to be fair, Nick, come on us, all the boys that'll listen to this, we had a great time fishing trip on the piss. We fucking were fighting there, like doing our um, military, uh, you know that, um, there's that course, uh, military self-defence, MSD. Yeah, yeah, MSD, yeah. Yeah, MSD. Yeah. Yeah, second time doing that, and I was like, all right, here we go, let's shell up. But, um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) we all thinking about it. Yeah, but, yeah, and that was was good. So that was just a six-month trip up in Darwin. We went away to... Um, we went up to Papua New Guinea coast, all the way around to um, uh, Ashmore Reef, and I got lucky enough to do a boarding party with the Navy. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah, we, um, you know, we we fucking strapped up, and uh, all of a sudden you're on this um, zodiac out to this this boat, and you're like, all right, we're on here. This is this is what it's all been happening. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's just a bunch of bloody old fishermen and a, and, a, and a heap of dead sharks, and you're like, all right, mate, get the fish off and. And uh, yeah, back yeah. to fishing stations. Because it's it's funny it's funny enough. So I've I've met you uh, in the past at reserves, and it was only until I rocked up today I was like, "Oi, fucking <laughs> recognise you from somewhere!" Bang, we're in the same reserve unit. Did you did you do any of the oh, the, the only reserve worry I really have? We did fucking two weeks out bush in Canungra. Um, we did we did Greenmount. Is it Greenmount? Green, Green Bank. Bank. Green, Green Bank. Bank. Yeah. So we did Green Bank first, and then we did Canungra. Um, and were you were you on that one? That would have been probably towards yeah. the end of 2012, mid mid sort of towards the end of 2012. That I would have, We would have been doing one of the um, yeah, because you do your, as your chocks, you do your one or two week stints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you just they send you out bush and air patrol out there. I was I was saying to the boys, I was like, you know. If, Coming from fucking five, I was like, yeah, fucking bush, no worries. Reserves will be a fucking camping trip. And I was like, these cunts wanted to just be so tack and so serious. I was like, where's this 
where's this pipe dream of just, you know, going out with nice little campfires and we all sit around and fucking <laughs> eat fucking food around the fire? We were near digging in, like, um, yeah. full defects and shit. There's um, a few of them as a, yeah, you get out there, like, all right, it's straight off the bus, put your campaign on. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, they were like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm no, telling no. You. no bro, we, we got to Greenbank and first thing they do, and here's, here's me not knowing a single thing about what reserves are like or whatever going out bush, first thing they do, line up, come through this building, we're doing piss tests. And I was like, yeah. fucking what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're not, even, we're not even the fucking, we're not in the fucking real army. What do you mean you're on a piss test? Like yeah. straight away and they'd send you everyone through this building, all do fucking drug tests. And then it's like, fuck me, cunt. Like what are these guys like? Is this, this Mate, is we like, barely this, had them in the regular army. This is the real like, deal, man. Yeah, that must be where they get their whole quota of drug tests done because, yeah, I, I had to do one in my four and a half years in the army. Mm. And my only ever reserve bush trip, bang, one as well. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, 100%, bro. That's so, that's so strange. Like, you're just pinning blokes that have got a life, you know, and females outside of this, and then you're just putting piss tests on. What if someone fails? Well, what do you mean, James? If we're in the Defence Force, mate, zero, zero yeah. tolerance, isn't yeah. it? Look, we all know that. All that good stuff, don't be <laughs> under the influence. They'll put you on the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, right, if yeah, they were putting us on the bag, we'd be done every morning. There'd be no defence yeah. capability left, mate. <laughs> you That's know, it, it reminds me, I've got to worry about getting put on the bag, actually. We're in Darwin. It's our last night of TSC, and we're like, right, boys, it's me, Packer and Haber, and I think uh, old Grades, was, he was a fan. He just knew what we were doing. Anyway, we, went, we broke into the bar, and we're just like, yeah, let's just have a few beers, and next thing you know, one of the sergeants pops in and goes, right, you guys, and we're scattered like roaches, and then uh, a couple of hours later, we're uh, in the, in the hangar, about to board our planes and anyway I get pulled up and they go oh yep private fucking Larry you're bloody drinking blah 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 and I'm like nah sitting there trying to be fucking stone cold sober <laughs> and uh, next thing you know they call up the MPs they're like right there's a there's a digger out here he must be pissed he can't board the plane we what were charging <laughs> and, the, and the MPs did yeah, yeah. in um, the Robertson yeah, like, you want us yeah, to yeah. drive out at 4am to yeah, charge one digger oh really they, like yeah. get out of here we're doing our real job yeah yeah oh beauty because that's not like them is it yeah normally they'd Especially be all over you like, at Robbo oh, these right. cunts are like hiding fucking behind the bushes with yeah. their radar guns oh, just right. waiting to pin people doing 41Ks in the 40 zone. Yeah, <laughs> very unusual yeah, for them not yeah, to come yeah. out and flex on you like yeah. that. Yeah, I had a dude oh, pull me up. I was I was racing around the ring road and this dude, and I took one of the side exits and I fucking hooked it around the corner. I swear this guy's come off um, the the Civi road yeah. and come into that side exit and I swear he's done a fucking handbrake and cut me off across both lanes to get out of his car and give me a mouthful about speeding and I was like sorry sorry Sarge like yeah. I wasn't speeding did you get the radar on me it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, he goes get the he goes I'm going eighty k's out there and you're <laughs> overtaking me inside the base. <laughs> Put me through your cross sites, mate. You didn't yeah, yeah, you. yeah. No, but that's what they were liking, Darwin, so I'm surprised they didn't come get you. I just And then I just remember, yeah, all right, the captain and the SAR, the CSM just went, right, I walk out there, get on the plane. And then you just see half the boys a lot easy, all right. I'm like, I'm coming home. <laughs> so, all right, let's get on. <laughs> I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> Yeah. Um, mate, just on the boats, how did you find the Navy personnel treated um, the Army personnel going on? Because I had a lot of mates at Five go on there and they sort of said that they were second-class citizens and, you know, they sort of got last of everything. Um, you know what? A little bit at start, they were like, all right, cause you, so you're an Army bloke on a bloody ship. 
Yeah. What do we know what to do? We're providing security. We're a bloody sw- big swinging dick. Yeah. You yeah. know yeah. what the fuck we're on there for. So it's like, right, you know, they get a bit pissed off, like, all oh, right, you can't do that. I better go do that. And you're just kind of hanging out on your phone or, you know, taking just looking out at the sunset. Spewing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sucks to be me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was on um, HMAS Diamantina. So there was a lot of the clearance diver blokes. Yeah. And at that time, I was, um, I was pretty into my personal training uh, as a a reservist so in Civvy Street yep. so I was like oh fellas I do fitness you know should we do this on the boats and they said yeah let's hook it up so we got all the gym gear on the back and I think it got to sea state level maybe even two or three and we're on the bench pressing up there <laughs> alright yeah. it's turning it's turning I'm like nah it's good for your core like stabilise <laughs> like, punch it out so I had a pretty pretty positive experience um, with those fellas which is pretty good uh, it's besides me just Hanging around and doing some gym and and waiting for the boarding parties, it was uh, it was good. What um, what was the highest sea state you got up to, mate? If it gets anything above a meter, I'm hopeless. Yeah, I've got no idea what the sea states are. So do you want yeah. to just, do you explain that? Yeah, clue. So I guess yeah. sea, sea state three is like oh, I don't know, like maybe a couple of meters, like one to two meters. Yeah. We got I was on the um the helm, so they make you drive these boats as well, even though you're you're army. They're like right, get on the helm. You're yeah. one to three m. You're driving your boat with your officer and the watch. And we get there, and it's about sea state six, so that's pretty high. I think it goes to sea state seven. Yeah. And we're crossing this Gulf of Carpentaria. We're going through a fucking storm. We're going through a storm. Yeah, yeah. And it's like right, and I'm and, and everyone on the boat except for the bloke cooking dinner is sick. Yeah. yeah. And they're spewing up. There's people the few days, and I'm on the helm, and I'm I'm throwing up in this bag, yeah. and I'm trying to steer the ship, and I'm like, sir, I can't fucking do this. I'm fucking throwing up. He goes, I'm throwing up as well. Keep <laughs> yeah. fucking doing it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just, oh, man, it's a, it's not a good feeling, that seasickness. That's why I think it's a good idea I join the, uh, join oh, the mate, army. <laughs> land mammals, though. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> complete <laughs> land mammals. It, um, you know, once you get that seasickness as well, it's hard to get rid of. Yeah. Um, you're done for the rest of the day, I reckon. Like oh, I, yeah. I go fishing. If I got seasickness, as soon as we go out there, I'm cooked for the rest of the day. Just, there's well, no we, way out of it. I'm to try to drink more beers, eh? Well, the key, <laughs> apparently the key is you've got to keep eating. Yeah. Just keep stuff in your face. Apparently that's the key. Or they reckon you, you look out at the, the horizon or something. But, oh, uh, mate, I don't know. Like, you just, not when it's 10 metre like waves. You your life. You're yeah. staring straight. Don't talk to me. I'm fucking looking at the horizon. Yeah. I've seen them on fishing charters, eh? And they're just like, don't talk to me, God. And you're yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. look at him. But hey, hats sick? off to the that chef, man. That chef was like bouncing around. Everyone's sick, and he's still cooking the food. Probably feeling like he's going to throw up. So. Yeah, you got to wonder how those chefs still have all their fingers. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like when they're rocking around. Well, cut, you got to be good at something, I guess. Cutting the cucumber. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> um, it, it would be a tough job being down there. I'd get sick down there just looking oh, at everything. Sure. Oh, that'd be a game over, mate. Yeah. Hats off to him. Yeah, so, in that close So were you based room. out oh, of yeah. Cairns then, or was that still... No, nah, that was still in the Goldie at 25, 49. So the, um, yep. when I was still a grunt chalk. Yeah. So that's when we, you know, about, I think it was like 70 of us at that time got posted out of there. Um, but then we still did the... the so I should have hung I should have hung around. Fuck. Hey, we got you. <laughs> but half the boys that didn't go on that goms? one, they went to um, they went to Butterworth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, so yeah, like... Cool. So then all of a sudden, we're like, yeah, we're on the actual deployment with shocks, you know, woo-hoo, cool, cool. Yeah. Boys like, oh, we're going on this thing called Butterworth. They came back from Butterworth and they're like, hang on, we went... Because that little town right next to them where they go out and have a yeah. good crack. Oh, yeah, they go... Yeah, boys, boys go to Butterworth, go straight to Thailand, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, on their time off they do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty brutal there, the training, though. Like, yeah. they, they put you through the ringer in the jungle. 
So it wouldn't be easy. I'd rather go on that boat. Oh, oh, no, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, mate, moving into what you're doing here now in Cairns with Tropic Nutrition. Yep. Um, what do you see as the best attributes or skills that the military has taught you and now um, learning them and carrying them over into what you're doing here at this shop, mate? Yeah, good question. Um, look, I think it really, the, the self-value and, and belief that you can do things by, by looking about what you've done in the military and going, right, I've been through some fucking hard shit, you know, there were some yep. tough times there. So really looking on the other side and looking around me going, is it really that fucking tough in Civvy Street? Like we all think it is because it's that perception. So I just decided, look, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to open Tropic Nutrition. I've been doing protein smoothies for years in the, as, my, as a personal trainer. And I thought, let's give the community some good nutrition that looks fucking, that tastes good. Yep. That is like out there. It can make people have energy. And I guess it's a bit of a, a safe space. I like talking to people. So yep. the more people that come in here, you know, blokes from Navy, veterans, Army blokes, um, it just kind of, it fills your own cup. And uh, I guess that's what we're all kind of looking for, yeah. you know, filling your own cup. And I, as a, I say it as a metaphor, um, you know, why don't you fill your own cup but also your nutritional cup for your body by coming in here? Oh, look. Well, <laughs> only a PT would say yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's good. Yeah, we, we were in here yesterday and uh, James and I have uh, relatively sloppy rigs. So um, <laughs> it was good to get a few vitamins and stuff going through the body. And, yeah, it's... Unreal. Did you uh, feel good though? Yeah, mate. Yeah. No. Yeah, well, we, I, we went think, building all afternoon, so yeah. it got us through that. Yeah, my body probably nearly went into shock. Never had this much good stuff in it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, I, I feel as though, you know, it got us through that heat period in the day because fuck, it was hot. Yeah. Um, you know, we work computer jobs now. Getting out in the um, slinging a hammer again was pretty brutal. So, you know, we, we were feeling better, yeah. No, nah, it's not bad. Like, I get some of this stuff and I – because, you know, if you go out in the chocks and the reserves up in the Cape and it's like, oh, hang on, mm. I could probably fucking package a few of these up and put it right next to the Rat Pack yep. instead of eating your – what's the, the favourite one that came out of the Rat Pack? The, uh, the salmon and cheese in the I don't know the if I've ever had a favourite. But <laughs> <laughs> salmon and cheese in the tube? Yeah. We might yeah. have to give it a pause here, mate. Um. Yes. Oh. Hi. Oh, we're closed, sorry. Yeah, have a great day. No worries. No, you're right, Don. Thank you. Probably should have locked that. Oh, yeah. We don't even. We don't even. Yeah, look, we're, we're, we're taking up, we're taking up um, important customers' time. So thank, thanks, Ben. Nah, that's and all good. sales. Yeah, yeah and sales. Sorry, we just cost him sales. Yeah. Oh, sorry, no, I'll be feeding you guys some tropic after this. <laughs> yeah, be good. Um, yeah. Do, are you um, finding that the military um, community up here is very supportive of your business? Are they, are they coming in here on purpose because yeah. they found out you were military? Yeah. Well, and I think there is. There's a certain, actually, as such, the retired people that have gotten out of the Army, yep. all of a sudden they've found out, you know, we're, a, we're part of AVOB, Australian Veterans Zone Business. Um, I'm linked with some of the RSLs. And uh, I didn't really know too much about the RSLs, but they've actually been quite a, a good thing for my business. They've given me a network of people. Um, they've helped out with certain events. And and then when people know, oh, you're a veteran-owned business, you can come in and just have a smoothie and have a bit of a chat. Mm. So, yeah, it has been. And, and because it's a really big um, Navy base up here as well, uh, you know, they're, they're just down the road. So I always go, right, if you can, if they can know what we're here, um, yeah. come and get something good for you. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. I think I think whenever I see, you know, veteran-owned, straight away it sparks your interest. 
well, even if even if it's like, oh, a veteran, like, what have they done? What, who are they? Like, you know, and, and you just even just that interest makes you then want to come in, you know, even just buy anything off them. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, in our experience, um, we um, you know are associated with a few other veteran businesses, yeah. and you know, you're always getting good quality gear because we know what it's like to have shit gear, you know, made for by the lowest bidder. Yeah, um, yeah. That's I, good. Yeah, I think we go out of our way to support um, veteran businesses as a community as well. Um, the Australian veteran community definitely gets behind people that have started businesses, uh, which is good to see. And good to see that they're doing it up here as well with not a very big representation uh, in Cairns. You know, there's probably only a thousand people um, actively serving up here, I would say. Yep. Or maybe a few more. Not, the, the, not um, that the vets up here don't get uh, pasted with the old AJ? No. No, no, not oh, at no. all. That's good. Fuck. Coming from Darwin, you obviously been up in Darwin. As soon as you got a half decent short haircut, you're an AJ. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah, half decent short haircut, you look relatively fit. Oh, you're an AJ. It's like, motherfucker, is that easy oh, to tell? Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. that easy to tell, isn't it? Fuck. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say no. They don't get it up here at all. Yeah, no. Um, they're good. quite, um, you know, receptive of the um, military community up here, which is cool. But again, it is kind of smaller. Um, there's only really, what, one full-time base up here? That would be the naval base. Yeah. Well, um, the, then the, the cho- where it's chocks that go up to, you know, your sergeant ranks, but then I've got uh, a full-time, uh, you know, uh, major, which is your OC, and then your COs and all your RSMs. They're all yep. full-times. Yeah, they? okay. So, but there's only, like, a small congregation of them. I do the personal training with them yep. sometimes at the base on Thursdays, and, you know, there's only uh, 20 for the whole battalion. Fuck, I bet the old RSMs and CSMs love that. <laughs> yeah. Mate, what a cushy gig for them up here. So you just get posted to Cairns. What a place to yeah, be posted yeah, yeah. to. And yep. Do you just want to um, touch on, like, what sort of stuff – you get involved in with the Yeah, you explain, explained a little bit yeah, earlier. Yeah, you told us beforehand. But. Yeah. So a main role, which is pretty good, you come up as a grunt and you get posted and you're like a, it's called a, um, a patrolman. So basically it is you're trading in your gun for um, your, your camera and your radar kits. So we do a lot of reconnaissance. So I think our SOPs are based off um, SASR actually from Western Australia. So I don't know, we go out there and we do some two-week stints up in the Cape, you know, yep. a bit of clan, um, clandestine, so under yeah, undercover type thing. Um, but mainly the one that I've been doing a fair bit is I've been going under the community engagement. So I go into like Woodjul Woodjul and Hopevale and uh, you go and see all these uh, Indigenous communities and you help train them, you know, on, you know, what's your five S's and an M, you know, sluts and a mole, like why things are seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, little basic digger things and how to yeah. pack your pack and do all this. So, um, and then I've tried, I've actually done a bit of fitness and uh, nutrition stuff with them. Yep. Um, which is a kind of a cool role that you can kind of do up here and, and make it your own, which has been good. Yeah, yeah cool. see, that's yeah, the North Force. Pe- people wouldn't even think about. Like, no. That's cool. Yeah. yeah really um, cool. Is the balance between that um, service that you're doing at the moment and running a business, is the um, reserves quite accommodating to that? So um, they understand that you're running a um, business that operates sort of long hours. So are they accommodating towards that? Yeah, good question. You know, 100, the answer, yes. 
Okay. Very much so. They're always looking for us to do more. There's always a lot of work. You know, as a as a chalk, we got to do 20 days, right, minimum. Yep. But they want us to do 100 to 150 days up here. There's so much work. Yep. But Might they, have to join back up. Yeah. <laughs> Start flexing some muscles down at the old chalk. Yeah. Some sort of fitness test. I wouldn't be able to pass shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'll be running it. So I'll be well and happy to get the waiver cloud out. My knees wouldn't allow me to drive there, let alone get out and do a fucking bare phone, mate. <laughs> Push-up uh, position ready. I, yeah, I just yeah. want to be one of those dudes that just yells at people and, you know, doesn't do as they say. You already do yell at people. Yeah, I know. I'm good at it. <laughs> but, yeah, um, anyway. No, they, they do. Like, they always say, you know, in the reserve world, you've probably heard it before, it's um, uh, family, uh, CV work, army. Have that as yep. your, the way you go forward. So yep. I'm always wanting to do more chalk work, but just opening a business, it's, it's fucking hard. Yeah, you got to try and find the right employee and uh, sticking around and maybe only need you for a couple of weeks here and then not for another month. So yeah. Yeah. a bit hard to keep that consistency work. But I've um, I've really enjoyed it so far. Like I, I just went away on a driving course maybe four, one, four weeks ago and you know, I had uh, the missus and a couple of people in here and, and balancing tropic while I'm out. Yeah. So um, it, really, it really touches down because then you get back in the green, you go, ah, Right, I'm getting in the swing of this again. I haven't done this for a while. And, uh, yeah, some good little smiles come about, which is good. And, mate, we ask that because um, we see um, the reserves as being a good transitional point for people. So, you know, people leave the army, they're jaded as hell, and they're like, nah, I'm quitting. But maybe that the reserves and a bit of insight from people, from reservists like yourself, um, we can then push them towards remaining in reserves while they're transitioning out, while they don't have a plan. You know, you've still got some money coming in. You've still got a bit of regimental life there as well. Um, so do you see that as a good point? Like maybe maintaining your active reserves if you... Um, discharge and sort of have no direction. Man, fuck yeah, like hundred percent. When the the CSM at three went, you know, let's. Do you want to get out or do you want to do the single reserves? And and Lucky said that I wouldn't know what the fuck reserve was. Yeah. And then since then, I I reckon the best thing is just going inactive reserve because you can still keep your credentials until all of a sudden you're six months out, you haven't got your team around you, you're feeling jaded, you're hitting the bottle and then what are you going to do? All of a sudden there's an opportunity for you to maybe go, hey, you know, maybe I'll go down to that road and see what these Tuesday night weekend warriors are all about and then all of a sudden you just I pick and choose when I want to do it now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, re I really enjoy just picking and choosing and going, you know what, that's going to be a great gig. There's some really good blokes on that fucking course. Um, I wouldn't mind getting back in the green for a couple of weeks and doing that. Yeah, yeah. Are they giving out courses like pretty often at the reserves? So can you do stuff that's um, not just army related but maybe more so um, like a civvy course that they might provide? Um, they do have the building blocks, I believe, to push you into the areas and the right organisations that do do that. Yep. Um, so they can go, right, we don't actually do it as a, a defence capital, but they'll go, right, here's our linked organisation, here's Bill Bob, you know, ring him up and he can set you up with a certain yep. course that can go that way. And... Uh, I mean, I, to me, it seems like, you know, the rank at reserves is a lot more accommodating um, to people. Like, they're a bit more helpful, if that makes sense. Yes. Well, they have to be because you can be like, catch cunt, not coming back next yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> <That's laughs> no, I guess so, yeah. 
Like it's you funny can, when you when you talk to you know you talk to your, your mate. How often are, you know in your battalions when you're talking to your fucking OC? Like yeah. only if something's going that's, on. That's when you're like, oh, get yeah. out of the way. This guy's walk. Like, yeah. Let's go walk around the corner. No, yeah. you don't want to talk to him. Yeah, hundred percent. No, so like you know you can talk to your OC a bit more, and he can be like, right, what are you doing? How's your family? Is this going on? Are you going to come in for this course? Um, obviously chain of command. We always encourage that. So push it up the chain, but you can very much um, accommodate and talk to your your officers and your CSMs a bit more because they're very um they have to balance it out. Yeah. Because otherwise, as you said, man, yeah. see you fucking later. I'm not coming next week. Yeah. Don't yeah. Call me that. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So um, in terms of business, have there been any pivotal moments of failure and where you've had to sort of reassess, um, pivot, then get going again? Yeah. You like to hear, like, lessons learned. Yeah. Lessons learned. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not failure, but, um, you know, we like to use a bit of perspective. They're not sort of failure points. They're just lessons. 100%. So backtrack. Let's backtrack two years ago. I was... I was full-time working in a gym, had all my books on it as a PT, and I was like, right, I want to do this, you know, smoothie thing. I know there's, there's some benefit to it. I actually got out of the gym um, as a PT and opened what's called a Spartan Warrior Absolute Transformation training session above the casino in the cans. So we were yeah, doing cool. this group fitness with sandbags, um, ropes, um, Battle PT, very much accommodating. Yep. And I had some people in the classes and I was along with that doing smoothies at the same time. So, and and all of a sudden I thought that was really good, got some clients and all of a sudden, bang, it just hits the deck. I'm paying rent up there. No one's coming in. Um, shit, where where do I go? We're at a crossroads again. So then you got to go, right, do I, do I just fucking give it all up together and go and be a full-time chalk or get back in the army? Like, what's, what do I do with my, my wage? Yep. Um, but then I just kind of thought, right, maybe i got to uh, just sidestep in business. And there's many sidesteps, yep. you know. I think I'm still sidestepping all the time. Like, the model at Tropic Nutrition is pretty solid, but it's still growing. Um, and now it's a bit more about talking to people and, and getting better um, at your the way you communicate and the way you bring people into your own sphere um, because back then there's a lot of sidestepping and, you know, money isn't coming in all the time. Yep. Yeah. So you, yeah. put a, you put a big emphasis on customer care here, obviously, like you're talking to people, um, not just selling them a smoothie. So it's very customer care related. 100%. Like if you ever go out to somewhere and there's someone that, you know, if they know your name or they know what you're doing or you most people that come in here, they're either maybe doing some kind of gym or yep. they're having some you know, tough times. And, and I can find it in a weird way. It's therapy talking to them because then it, it accommodates what I want um, my day to be as well. Yep. It's like that social filling of the cup, let's say yep. that. Yeah, <laughs> and it was good, like yesterday, you know. Um, uh, yeah, you're not just coming in ordering a, a smoothie. You, um, you know, you explain sort of how you're putting it all together and, and the benefits of it, which is awesome. You know, you're just not getting some awesome taste and drink. Just you a also quick whipped up juice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you just yeah, yeah, you understand what you're yeah. putting into your body as well, yeah. which is unreal. Well, that's it. Well, I mean, uh, you know, let's say on the record, because we're on the record, I, I did an exercise science nutrition degree as well while I was at uh, uni. So yep. uh, that was when I was at Chalk. Um, so I like saying, hey, guys, you know, this is what's really going in it. Yep. I've, I've done some research and stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, it's quite a good thing. Yeah. And so you said, so two years ago, that was, um, you were doing that, uh, that 
PT at the casino. PT at the casino. Yep. So was that COVID that stopped that? Was that what sort of happened? Pretty much. Yeah, that was kind of – it dwindled down and then, as I said, yeah, COVID happened and it was kind of a full stop. Um, hey, lucky the reserves uh, kept going. So yep. that's when we went out to – I think I did – I did 90 days out at um, Mount Carbine. <laughs> oh, that would have been But I... Where is Mount Carbine? Oh, I don't know where it is. You know where it is, Phil? Up, no- north. Yeah, northwest. North. Yeah. So kind yeah. of out west of Cooktown. Yep, you yep. know what? It actually wasn't a bad gig. I was telling my mates um, back from 2549, I was like, so fellas, I'm getting up in the morning. Um, I got my first gig as a commander up there. The cops are doing their thing. Wear the muscle, making sure no one's going through this choke point as a, as a roadblock. Um, there's a, I'm building an uh, outdoor gym out the back. There was a chef there. He cooked me my uh, my salmon and eggs and gave it to me by the fire in the morning for my first picket at 9.30. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> picket at 9.30 sounds pretty hard. And I went, <laughs> oh, righto. So I remember telling a few of the boys on our chat back home and they went, yeah, right. What a gig. <laughs> so was that an actual checkpoint set up for the um, northern... Um, breach point, wasn't it? So, yeah. To protect the communities. That's it. So yeah. I think that that road there was the breach point where um, if COVID got up into all the yeah. northern communities, it would have, you know, fucked them. So yeah. I think we had a big, you know, we had a maybe about a, two sections worth, I would have said. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, probably 18 men just on this choke point and just rotating um, just in and out. They flew in dongers and, and a few good stuff, so. Oh, that's not bad. You, um, it's probably, it's probably good that Queensland... Sorry, Doddy. Go no, on. you go, mate. I was just going to – did you have any dramas while you are there with people trying to get through or – Yeah, actually, you know, a little drama. One of the best ones was um, old fucking Santa Claus came down the road and he's this guy, fat dude, dressed in a white beard and he's he's sitting there and he's going, yeah, hey, I've got to get through. Someone's um, looking for me up in the Cape. And they went, oh, right, oh, what's that next year? Big bucket of KFC right next to him. Uh, he's, and at that time, you're not allowed – if you're allowed to go through, you can't go out into the community because there was some type of – breach or something yep. so we knew he went to kfc and he goes oh i, I went to um the mariba one it's drive through it's it's non-touchful non-touchless uh, yeah, or whatever non, non-contact call, whatever yeah, yeah yeah and um and then he and then they go mate where the the police like where the fucking cops at um mariba there's no it's not drive through yeah fucking yeah. idiot you've gone to kfc done that and then he's getting out and he's fucking throwing chicken at us <laughs> have some <laughs> and, chicken and the boys are fuck should we grab some yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> so he had a blow up and then he did a yui and, and fucked off and um actually and then about the next day Someone did something similar and had to get turned back. And then he came back down this road into the choke point, fucked off the road into this left-hand breach bit, um, drove right past us and nearly hit one of the diggers. Yeah. So it was one of my biggest calls that I uh, ever did and said, fuck, the police are going after him. What Mm. should we do? Uh, Let's... I said at the same time, um, hightail pursuit, which was the wrong wording as a commander should have done as a reservist. Um, so what we did was we waited five minutes and then we followed up as um, a Kazavak plan. So yeah, yeah. if something goes wrong, fuck, we're there, blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyway, I start there typing to the commander at, the, at, at North Force going, yeah, we did this, we did this, and um, kind of explained it a little bit incorrectly with yeah. my English. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, next thing you know, I got a bit of a slap down from the chain of command saying, hey, what, do you, what have you done here? Can you please explain? Yep. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, all in good learning, I guess. Yeah. 
Nothing, nothing crazy nothing, times, eh? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> nothing really bad come of it. <laughs> nah, yeah. that was it. I got pretty. Uh, I got. A, I'm not gonna lie. I got pretty fit out there. I had a TRX and the dead balls um, attached to a tree, which is like a, a gym apparatus. So I had a lot of you know, akadaka, just music playing and just like training. weights. Yeah, training yeah. in the gym and yep. out in the bush. Yeah, awesome. good, man. Yeah, Were you good. armed? No. So no, they wouldn't arm the army. Great place to go shooting, mate. We literally just a couple of um, a couple of fucking. I don't condone shooting in national parks. Um, I'll just put that on record too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never done that. It's funny if the cities actually knew we weren't armed. It would have been like ah. Okay, I just walked the walls The army's through, just kind yeah. of hanging out there, just yeah. arms crossed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For next time, all those listening in Cape York, um, breach points are quite easy to get through. Shit, <laughs> 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 just confidential. Just knife hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, mate, moving forward um, with your business, are there any aspirations of expansion, or what's sort of your um, goals for the next sort of five to ten? Absolutely. So what we see with Tropic, I've, we've made the, the blueprints so you can set this up with quite low expenses. Perfect. Um, and what we want to do is I want to actually bring it out, especially in one, into some Indigenous communities because I think having a non-perishable product with ice and water that can supplement um, their nutrition, that can stop lifestyle diseases, diabetes is getting riddled through those communities. Yeah. Um, it's going to give some people purpose and some jobs. Um, that's one of my uh, potential roads that yep. I really want to push I like forward. That. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think that would be fantastic. But also, we want to bring this down south. You know, there's none of uh, nothing really like this down in Brisbane or um, all the Gold Coast. So I'm looking for, as I said, a bit of a section or a platoon and uh, create that team and see yeah. if we can see if we can create something in the nutrition and, and fitness arena that can um, be positive. Mate, I know where a shop is for Rent and Weeper. And Get they, up. yeah, they are <laughs> always looking for something different in Weeper because if you, have you been to Weeper? Yeah, there a is times. nothing fucking there, nothing. nothing. So whoever gets that shop, or there's a few shops, you know, a chicken shop and a smoothie shop, bang, you're gone because the mining community up there is huge. Yeah. So I think that would be a perfect opportunity, and they do have quite a big indigenous representation up there as yep. well. Yeah, because well, well, Bravo Company out from our battalion, uh, the 51st, is stationed Weeper. Yeah. Yeah, so I know that I've done some courses up there, but as I said, in the end, energy, you know, everyone needs energy. Whether, yeah, you're, yeah. whether you're sitting down playing PlayStation, painting a fucking paint or working on the roads or doing fitness, you, yeah. know, you need energy. So. And not just cheap energy like a can of Coke or something either, like something actually good for you. Fuck, that's not energy. <laughs> no. Well, mate, this is the problem in the Indigenous communities, you know, it's um, vending machines with Cokes and chips. Yeah. Uh, it's, they're not getting anywhere by just eating that's that. That's it. Yeah. And, and no one else is really doing anything like that. Are they? No. So what I saw up there, there was like barely any, you know, fresh food and all the all the veggies and stuff that were they were trying to grow, you know, like trying to do farming yeah. and shit. If if there's not boots on the ground, uh, that just goes to shit. Yep. So it's like, right, how do you find something that's gonna that's gonna stop this? Um, and you can, you know, give someone an ideal way and it would last. So, you know, knock, knock, Mr. Uh, the Prime Minister or whoever the fuck's in local government. Let's, uh, let's hope he's listening. Yeah, Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, we're, we're trying to knock no, on the, the same door. They don't spend anything. <laughs> we're trying to knock on those same doors, mate. So, you know, if that door opens for us, we're going to open up the door for everyone else as well and get the floodgates going. We're really hitting home with them or we're going to be hitting home with them as well. 
Um, I guess as a final question, mate, we are nearing the end of it. Uh, it's been a good chat so far. So like we ask all of our um, interviewees or podcast um, guests. Guests, yeah. Honoured guests. Honoured guests, yeah. Honoured guests. Yeah. So what is the best piece of advice um, you would give to people discharging or do you have a kind of a checklist um, that you would um, share with people? Oh, that's a big one. So the, the best question, if you're, if you're advice and you're thinking about discharging, I would say talk to your mates that are staying in, um, even still, keep them as, a, you know, as close as you can, hang out on weekends, find a, find a social club, like a sporting club. Um, but I would wholly suggest if you can find, uh, find your community because that's what we're all about. You know, we're so good in the army with your community, your mates, whatever you call it. And once you get out, there's only – if you haven't had that pre-exposure to the next step – um, your potential for going down a bad road is, is quite a lot. And, um, and, man, I've done it heaps, you know. There's been times on the piss where you're having such a good time and then all of a sudden you just spiral out of control and, and bad things happen, but you've got your mates there to pull you yep. through. So if I had to give the advice, I would say, one, think about an active reserve or a reserve reserve unit yep. um, where you can just touch base. Um, otherwise, there's plenty of um, you know, there's plenty of veteran-owned businesses out there that are just doing their thing day to day and, and make friends and start networking. Yep, and I'm sure for you, like if uh, if somehow um, meet a new dig who's just getting out um, and joining your chalk unit, you know, you know that mentoring sort of ability as well. Um, you know, if they want to go out mm. on their own and do their own thing. Um, and that, that's one of the good things about chocks. You're going to have a few blokes who, um, you know, they've either got a trade or doing yep. something like this. Um, you know, there's plenty of knowledge and experience that um, you can draw on. Well, that's it. What, what were you saying when you got the chalk unit? You're like, hey, I know these guys are fucking accounting. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah, one, yeah, one of the old chocks did me fucking accounting for a few years. Yeah, so you look at it and we're all like, you know, chocolate everyone's, soldiers, but everyone's got a trade of some sort, yeah. which can bring something different. Yep. Um, so I guess you, you can utilise that a little bit and how you want and build networks that way, I guess. Perfect, mate. Um, so I'm going to just wrap it up here and then uh, last I'll get you to share a little bit with us here. But thank you, mate. It's um, been a pleasure to come into your store and conduct episode six of War Dogs, our podcast. Hopefully we've been able to give an insight into your career and into the military and also your business life now, mate. Um, if you know of a veteran who is doing something great in business or life post-defence, we want to hear from them. Slide into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter, Wardogs underscore NFT on both. All episodes of Wardogs Hours podcast is available on all major podcast apps, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, etc. But, mate, lastly, can you share with us your socials um, and share with our audience so they know where to find you and when they come to Cairns, where they can come and get the best smoothies in Cairns too. 100% guys, we'll, uh, we'll share that um, out on the socials and out in the sphere and fellas, thanks for coming in. This has been fucking great and uh, until next time, let's, uh, let's keep cracking on. Awesome, Thank man. you. Oh, and really and sorry, I'm going to stop. Can you tell us what your socials oh, are? Yeah, oh, yeah, you shout your socials <laughs> yes. out, mate. You tell us what that's, your socials are, right? Oh, yeah. that's, probably, yeah, that's probably a good one, otherwise yeah, where do you find yeah, us? No, yeah, no, yeah. we just, yeah, you find us, mate. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're Tropic Nutrition and Dingo Fitness, and we're located in Cairns, Oceana Walk, Cairns City. And that's Beauty. Tropic with a K. Tropic with a K. Tropic uh, with a K. And Instagram, do you have Instagram? Yeah, Instagrams, um, Facebook, and also LinkedIn. We'll so, get all uh, those tags um, put into the... 
Um, Tabs is too, yep. mate. Easy. Easy yeah, done. Awesome. Thank, Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks The War Dogs NFT mission and team and all related podcast episodes and content are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer or other professional.